Hey, Starks here. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Welcome to the Fantasy Unicorns podcast. We're dynasty-driven, but we give a little redraft flavor as well. We're joined by Pulse Podcast Network, and we're collaborating with the fantasy pros with the rest of the season rankings. Also, we have dynasty rankings content. Check that out on thefantasyunicorns.com. Make sure you subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and write a two- to three-word review for our podcast. Unicorn listeners, continue to spread the good word on us. And this is that day, that morning, that evening, wherever you may be. Trade deadline went down. And not only that, the offense that we've been wanting to run is the fantastic three, as Kevin would say. With that being said, I'll pass the ball to Doc as in Jay. Uh, yeah, like Stark said, this is uh, Jay, a.k.a. Doc. You can catch me on Twitter at Fantasy NBA Layup. And also find me on Reddit at the Fantasy Unicorns underscore J. Uh, real quick, y'all come check out all of our great content on our website, thefantasyunicorns.com. Uh, like our dynasty rankings, we just managed to get up thanks to Fantasy Pros. <clears throat> me, Starks, and uh, Kevin got our rankings up there. So go check them out. Uh, anyway, I know uh, we have a boatload of trades to get into, so I, I'm fiending for some fantasy talk. So let's get it. Hey, what's up, Internet? Uh, Kevin here. You can find me on Twitter at Kevin So, and uh, I'm ready to get started. All right, guys, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. But even before I take people on for a ride, uh, to the listeners out there, we're going to be <laughs> ISO all over. It's a lot of different play styles that we're going to do because this is a lot of trades, as you guys know, went down. Breakstuff.market, your new, innovative, and global marketplace for trading cards, stickers, and sports memorabilia. They offer one of the lowest commission fees on the market, provide an easy setup from every device, of course, also mobile responsive, secure transactions via PayPal or Stripe and safe collectors community. Join it now and get ready to buy some awesome collectibles or sell some of your collective stuff and make a good profit. We're going to go ahead and kick it off here. Um, So one of the big trades that actually happened is uh, Kings Harrison Barnes and trade with the Mavericks or excuse me, going to the Kings and, uh, you know, in return, what the, the Mavericks got in return was uh, Justin De- Jackson and Zach Randolph. And uh, before I get to my thoughts on it, I'm going to pass the ball to Doc and his thoughts. Uh, yeah, uh, just to be brief real quick and say uh, I, I got my uh, post-deadline trade article coming out uh, probably either tonight or tomorrow as well. So I might be a little redundant with what I say here. It might be a, a little bit of the same thing in the article. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> I knew Sacramento was working to acquire either Barnes or Otto Porter at one point, so I guess they settled for Barnes after OPJ went to Chicago. Uh, The Kings were probably trying to use some of that extra cap space, so they took on a big contract for a player that's still somewhat relatively young. Uh, I could see Barnes eating into a little bit of uh, uh, Bogdan's minutes and a lot of Bielitsa's minutes, so it wouldn't be smart to uh, to play Bagley less for them, but... You know, you know, you never know with Dave Yeager and this crew. Um, but on, on the Maverick side, I, I guess Hardaway steps into a lot of Barnes's role, but it might be a collective effort. You know, Kleber was a, was an ad before this even happened, and he might be even more so now. Uh, and then you got Dorian Finney-Smith that can play a little bit of a Barnes's role. Um, maybe they do play Justin Jackson just a little bit, but I doubt it, it's a whole lot. And I think they already uh, cut Zach Randolph. Uh, and then one more thing on, on Courtney Lee. It looks like he already got a, a D, DNP coach's decision uh, for tonight. So that's not looking good for him. Kevin? Yeah, I, I agree with everything Jay said there. Um, I do want to mention uh, 
you know, I, I like the trade a lot for Dallas. I think uh, it's a it's a good strategy, uh, opening up space for 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 the summer. And um, I'll be interested in seeing how Tim Hardaway Jr. does in Dallas actually on this trade. And um, oh wait, was this this was a different trade? Sorry, <laughs> it was all mixed up. Uh, I, I knew Dallas did a lot of stuff, but I am interested in seeing how the whole offense works um, now that Luca is kind of um, you know obviously the center. Uh, of everything going on over there. And um, for Sacramento's side, I guess they're making that push for the playoffs. Jay mentioned they have that that cap space that they were kind of offering up to all the teams. So it'll be interesting to see um, if they can get there. I know, you know, the Lakers are in the mix for, for the playoffs still. Uh, so that eighth spot is going to be kind of a, an interesting um, competition at the end of the season. And hopefully, you know, it pays off for them. Yeah, now, 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 that, now that the Clippers are, are kind of – stepping their way out of the playoffs after trading Harris, it'll be interesting. Sorry, sorry to step on your toes there, Star. Oh, no, no. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, all right. So, real quick on the uh, fantasy implications on each team. Like, so, Sacramento Kings uh, legitimately, for two bogs for Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, he's going to lose a little bit of vibe because of Harrison Barnes. He's obviously going to be, I mean, it's not that two bog was not coming off the bench, per se, in the first place, but Harrison Barnes is going to take some of that time on as far as his value fantasy value goes uh Nemanja Bielita what Doc was also mentioned is going to take a hit and honestly one thing that I want to mention is Willie Cauley-Stein um he has not been a rosterable player throughout if you play in a 10-man league as you guys know we're dynasty driven he hasn't been the best player this year so if you're in a like a smaller league 10 team league I wouldn't be surprised I can say you could drop him honestly um there's better players out there and then Marvin Bagley is going to get more time at some point. I mean, he's younger, but they like what he's doing. And then also Harry Giles is still a player that I'm looking at. He's starting to get more time. So it's almost like the young breed there. Um, as far as the Mavericks go, I did. There's something I wanted to mention about him. So what that's going to actually open up the opportunity for a lot of different players, um, essentially, well, not even a lot. of. It's essentially the whole team. And I know Brunson was a guy Doc likes. He is going to get that playing time essentially with the whole team in general so if you're in a deeper league he's worth a pickup just to utilize if he's not uh if he's available and then also you know we've mentioned Dwight Powell and as well as Maxi Kleber those two players essentially they're going to get more minutes um to be honest with you and that's fantasy value that needs to be um taken advantage of and those are type of players that can be for the rest of the season I can see like a top 100 top 120 ish type players and a lot of people didn't maybe realize that because um, with all these trades, but we're going to just go ahead and jump in because we have a lot of trades going on. Um, the next trade that actually happened was uh, the Wizards actually, <laughs> your boy, Kevin, sorry, man. So they, went to the, they went to the Bulls for uh, the Wizards got back and returned Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis. And I'll just ISO it real quick. Um, this is a good situation for Otto Porter to be in. He's not a person that needs a high usage rate. He's a stock stats with threes, and he's an efficient player. So he doesn't need a lot of uh, usage to, to be a part of this team. So that's good for him. And actually, to me, it, it boons well for his fantasy outlook. Now, Bobby Portis, I've never been a Bobby Portis guy. So I know his usage has been heavy on the Bulls. And that's why I say for the Bulls, this actually helps the rest of the team secretly with not just Porter, but essentially Levine and other stars with uh, Lori Markin as well, because they're going to take more shots because what's funny is I don't know, for some reason, Bobby Port Portis is a high usage usage player for the bulls. 
and then Jabari Parker for the Wizards. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I'm not a Jabari Parker guy, and I'm sure some of the other unicorns can agree. Um, but if if you are, if I will still say take a flyer on him because the Wizards are in a bad situation. They're almost, I hate to say this to, you know, Kevin's team, they may, may be looking like a wasteland team at this point in time. And I, I hate to put a tag on it for the Wizards because of where they were and where they are now. Um, but he's probably going to get inserted. If he does get inserted into the starting lineup, he's a player worth having on your team and seeing what happens. So with that being said, I'll pass the ball to Doc. Uh, yeah, this is uh, actually one of the uh, one of the two deals I think that I think I had the, the kind of the most to say on here. Um, so just just to avoid stepping on toes, I'll let uh, Kevin touch on it real quick, and then uh, he can pass the ball to me afterward. Okay, yeah, uh, the Wizards fan in me is is unhappy about this trade. Obviously, uh, Otto Porter was a was a really good player to have on the team, so it's it's tough to see him go. Uh, I agree with Starks. I think he'll do fine in Chicago. Um, you know, he he may um, he may have a slight increase in efficiency there, um, sort of not being um, relied on as much for his offense, uh, and kind of being able to to just kind of be more of that spot up shooter that he was in the past. Uh, but he's you know he's having a good season. He's top top fifty this season, and I, I don't see that changing. Uh, as far as the other two guys, you know, and Starks mentioned they're, they're both kind of high usage, uh, just. In real life, they're bad players. Both of them. Um, <laughs> just, just to be honest, they're 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 bad. Uh, Jabari Parker has uh, commented before about how defense is not important to him. Um, it's just it's a bad situation for the Wizards, but uh, for fantasy owners, uh, you know, they 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 should see a slight increase in their in their value in production. Um, so they're worth uh, picking up and and just taking a gamble on and seeing if something happens in, in DC, but there's a lot of kind of question marks because, you know, you still have Ariza, um, you still have Jeff green, uh, you still have Thomas Bryant. So there's, there's a lot of other um, big guys in the mix that they're going to have to try to get minutes from. So I don't think they're going to be getting uh, all of a sudden, you know, 30 minutes a piece uh, in the, in, in DC. So, um, you know, they, they should see a slight increase at least uh, maybe one of them plays well and, and puts up stats but I'm not a fan of either. Uh, but for fantasy, you know, it, it's it's worth checking out. Yeah, uh, it's interesting that you say uh, Otto Porter is like a top 50 and, and that you don't see it changing because, it, you know, last two seasons before this, he, he was like around a top 20 player. It's kind of kind of weird how he fell off. I know dealing with the injuries, but um, it's kind of strange. He he fell off a, a whole round, round and a half. Yeah, he's been dealing with some injuries this year and, and just efficiency problems, I think. But I I, I personally think um, that's the, the top 50 is sort of more where he belongs, and the, the top 20 numbers were kind of inflated in the past. Yeah, I could see that. Man, I, I push him top 40, maybe even top 30, but yeah, I don't know if I'd put him back up top 20 like that. But anyway uh, – now, I don't know how I feel about this uh, Otto Porter um, deal. I, I really don't like it on the surface for him, uh, especially for Dynasty Leagues, and I'll tell you why. Um, <clears throat> Chicago looks kind of set on getting a top three pick in this year's draft, which gives them a really good chance at drafting either Zion or R.J. Barrett. And you all know I always kind of try to think about what, what a team might be drafting, uh, it, it, especially a bad team when the coming draft. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know, Zion is likely to play power forward in the NBA, and Barrett is kind of a small forward, power forward combo guy. So the chemistry and rotation here 
it's bound to be kind of weird. You know, you already have Otto Porter, whose best position is power forward, if you ask me. You know, he might slide to small forward a lot. But um, then you have Markkinen, who's obviously a power forward, who can play some center. Plus, Wendell Carter Jr. is there to play mostly center. Um, so, so if they draft Zion or Barrett with a top three pick, you know, where does that leave them? Will, will they look to trade Otto again? I, I don't see it. I, don't, I mean, it's not likely with this contract, but um, I, I can't, and I obviously can't see them trading Markkinen or WCJ. So the, the only way to avoid this is, is if they draft a guard, um, namely a point guard like John Morant. Um, so they, you know, they'd have their franchise point guard there, but uh, sorry, that was a mouthful. But but besides that, uh, Otto uh, Bobby Portis could could put, potentially step into a very similar role as Markeith. Um mm. and I could see Jabari Parker actually getting some playing time in Washington because why not? You know, <clears throat> you're not playing to win anymore. Might as well see what your free agents have. Um, I wouldn't go at him or anything like you were saying, Starks. Uh, but I, I could see them playing him a little bit. And outside of Washington's new acquisitions, I, I don't imagine Portis steals much time from Thomas Bryant. Like Dang. I said, he might slide into that Markeith Morris role. But we we could see more Jeff Green at small forward since we have so many power forwards here now. But Dang. I think uh, Trevor Ariza and maybe even their rookie, um, what's his name? Oh, Troy Brown stands to benefit Dang. even more from Otto being gone now. So it's a wait-and-see approach like most of these deals. But I'm interested to see what they do, especially if they play their rookie. Yeah, and just the last thing I was going to say about it, the reason why I would say just take a flyer on him because in the last final games of last year when he started, he almost scored averaging of 20 points, eight rebounds, and two threes. So that's something I wanted to look at. And, I mean, definitely definitely a preference and definitely the situation you have. So we're going to jump into a next trade here, and it was uh, the, one of the probably the biggest trade. It was the Sixers getting um, Tobias Harris, Mike Scott, Boban, Marjanovic, Clippers getting in return. Um, Landry Shamit, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, two first-round picks and two second-round picks. So uh, with that being said, I'll pass actually the ball back to Doc on his thoughts on that trade. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love this for Tobias's fantasy value. Uh, Philly certainly needed some more spacing, but I worry that Brett Brown won't use him to his full potential. Uh, I don't want to see Harris mostly used as a spot-up shooter, you know, but – Maybe they will use him as another ball handler, which isn't great for T.J. McConnell, who isn't really on the standard league radar anyway. Uh, the tricky part is that Embiid and Butler were already kind of complaining about not getting enough on-ball time already, so I don't know how this will work unless they use Harris as dominantly a spot-up shooter, which would be a complete injustice to him, honestly. But anyway, I wouldn't be surprised to see him fall a few spots. Maybe a, a few more threes could save his value, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath on that. Uh, like you said, Philly also got Boban and Mike Scott. Scott should see some minutes, and uh, but Boban will probably be more matchup related, just like he was in L.A. Uh, but speaking of L.A., they got one heck of a, a haul for for an expiring contract. You know, kudos to their front office. Um, on their side, I think Gallinari and Lou Williams get another decent bump in their usage without with Toby out. Um, <clears throat> although. You know, that Clippers backcourt is a bit packed now between Lou Will, Pat Bev, SGA, and Shamit now. Um, luckily, they got Avery Bradley out at least, but maybe Shamit gets the least minutes out of all of them unless S- unless uh, L.A. goes full develop mode, but we'll have to wait and see. But I don't, I don't think any of these guys get too significant of a bump. I do think SGA is a hold right now, um, 
because the Clippers won't be looking to make the playoffs, like I said earlier. So they should give their youngsters some minutes. Nice, Kevin. Yeah, I um I like the move for I, they they definitely sold high on Tobias. You know, he's he's been a, a great player this season, but they they got a ton if you consider the draft picks and everything. Um, and I like that move a lot. And Philly's really taking a gamble here, not only with the chemistry of already having you know three um, you know all star level guys on the court, uh, and then adding Tobias, but realizing that they probably might not have him after this season. So that's a lot to give up uh, on the the Philly side. But at the same time, their they're starting lineup probably on paper is the second best behind Golden State. So there's definitely something to that. And um, I agree. I think uh, Harris's value goes down um, actually quite a bit. Um, I think right now he's the 24th ranked player uh, in fantasy this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of his numbers go down across the board. The scoring, uh, the rebounds, the assists. Uh, he'll probably see a bump in efficiency, so he might get himself up over 50% from the field, which is really good. Um, but beyond that and maybe threes, I don't see him really um, matching uh, anything that he's been doing up to this point. And I could see him moving back towards around the top 40, 50 uh, type area for the rest of the season. Um, but we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, if you had him on your team, uh, that's probably you know just a hit you're going to have to take. Uh, as far as on the uh, Clippers side, um, I agree. The backcourt is now like super deep. I'm not really sure if anyone comes out of that really looking good, at least for fantasy. Uh, but so, a guy like Gallo definitely um, gets a huge – he becomes the guy, uh, him and Lou Williams, I guess, uh, as far as on the, the scoring end. And I, I could see him really upping his scoring, uh, upping his free throws, getting to the line a lot, and um, you know just really improving on what was a really nice rebound season up until he got hurt. So I yeah I like it a lot for the Clippers, um, and I do like it for Philly, but I know it, it's it's definitely a bigger gamble for them. Yeah, real quick on that is because uh, I'm gonna be honest, like I'm not gonna beat around the bush. So the Clippers, they they all actually take a hit in fantasy. That's including Embiid, Ben Simmons, everybody. You know, even Jimmy Butler and T- Tobias Harris. Again, I agree with the rest of the unicorns. He takes a big hit. And to be honest, what you say, he was a top 25. He's going to be back to me in my, my mindset. He's going to be probably hitting the 50 to 60 range. So if you were able to trade him or if you can still trade him, I mean, obviously um, right now would still try to dial GMs. I mean, obviously there's, they would be wise enough in your league, but there's some that don't listen to the unicorns or listen to other podcasts out there. So dial up your GM, sell them like hotcakes if you can. That That's a player, I'm going to be honest, I don't want him on my team, you know, just because of the situation. He just like what Kevin alluded to, he's going to have pretty much a little bit better efficiency, but he's not going to give you too much anything else. Maybe hit a couple more threes, possibly, but he doesn't already. He doesn't. He's not a stock player, so hopefully, maybe he can turn into that a little bit. But you know, the likelihood of that is just not his game. So you know, with that being said, I'm, I'm that's a, that's a huge hit, and I'm sorry if you're a GM that has him. I don't. I don't have him in any of my leagues, so. Um, with that being said, we'll jump into another trade. And actually, before I, I go to that, because this kind of alludes to to kind of try to tie this trade up. So Zubox actually went to the Clippers on that, too. He's a player. If he's somehow available in your free agency, you need to quickly run and add him because he's a part of the Clippers. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more into that trade, but it only makes sense since we're talking about the Clippers now um, that as far as what he's going to do, as you guys seen, and from the Lakers, what he was providing, he's the type of player that I believe they're going to go ahead and start. 
because Montrez Harold, I mean, he kind of plays the center slash power forward, but the power forward spots that I see is Wilson Chandler and Jermichael Green, and they're not the answer there in the Clippers. So Zubach and Harold has to eat there. So with that yeah. being said, I'm going to pass the ball to Doc. What you got something to say, man? Uh, yeah, and, and it seems like Doc Rivers never really liked starting Montrez Harrell at center anyway. Um, right. I, I don't know what it was. He always started marching Gortat, but only played him like 10 minutes, and then Harrell played the rest of the game. It it was kind of weird how he did that. I, I, I don't know what was going on there, but I, I could see him doing the same thing with Zubats, but maybe, uh, maybe Zubats playing a few more minutes, you'd hope at least. I, I think I agree with you that he's a decent flyer pickup. Yep. So we're going to jump into uh, a next trade here as long as I can find with all these trades. So the Bucks, this is a big one. Uh, the Bucks acquired Nicola Miritich from the Pelicans for Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, and four second round picks. Obviously, Stanley Johnson was traded before, but we're just kind of dancing around, guys, so just bear with us. Um, so I'll pass the ball to Kevin with his thoughts of um, Nicola Miritich going to the Bucks and then the Pelicans getting Jason Smith and Stanley Johnson for four second round picks in return. Um, yeah, I, I like this move a lot for Milwaukee. Uh, this helps them use space the floor out even more um, and just open up the, the the inside for Giannis to kind of do what he does. Um, I think Miritich will probably take a slight hit from his production. I don't think he's going to start on this team necessarily, mm-hmm. but he'll he'll do what he does. You know, he'll score, he'll shoot threes, um, you know, he'll he'll board a little bit. Uh, he won't play great defense, but that's okay because they got other guys in there that can do that. And um, you know he's he's going to be a, a really strong six man and a guy that is going to help spread the floor a lot, I think. And um, I, I, it's a smart move for them. You know, all the the power moves that have been happening in the East. You know, I think Milwaukee just they had to respond and and, and do something and, and again help spread the floor out a little bit more to really take advantage of what Giannis does. Um, and so I like that move. Unfortunately for the Pelicans, um, you know, I know that they kind of are going to be, you know, they're going to be blowing it up. And so this is <laughs> the first shoe to drop. And um, it's not a great return. Uh, you know, four second round picks is fine. Um, the, but Stanley Johnson, Jason, Jason Smith is, is, you know, he doesn't really belong in the NBA. And Stanley Johnson is a young guy, and he has potential, but he hasn't really lived up to it. I'm not really a fan, and, you know, I just think they probably could have gotten something a little bit better, but, uh, you know, I, I'm sure Jay may speak more about uh, Demps and kind of what Kevin, let me Let me uh, steal the ball and give it back to you. Is Stanley Johnson a, a flyer to you, a waiver flyer to pick up? Uh. Sure. I mean, he, he does have some strengths and depending on what you need, you know, if you need some steals and things like that, he can, he can produce, but I think, um, you know, it, it's so far in his career, he hasn't really been a guy that's been too standard league relevant, but you never know what a change in the environment may do. Yeah. Doc, your thoughts on the trade? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, if I can, if I can go off topic one second, cause I know uh, you always say we're recording while games are going on and Rondo just Rondo crazy <laughs> buzzer beater, man. It was nuts. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know if I agree that the Pels return wasn't great. I, I don't think they would have gotten anything much better from other, other teams. Cause you know, it was all competitive teams that were calling about them. I, maybe they could have gotten one first instead, you know, it would be a, a really late first, but they got four seconds and I think three of those are Washington's anyway. And those could be like pretty early seconds. So yeah, it, it could go either way, I guess I could see where you're coming from, but 
I don't hate Stanley Johnson to be honest. He can guard like four positions. Um, I don't know if they put, if the Pels plan to keep Stanley Johnson, but it'll be a nice option to have um, him to to guard you know three or four different positions. But the real prize in this deal is those four second round picks. Um, <clears throat> Johnson isn't really a fantasy option, honestly. You know he might be a flyer ad like y'all are asking. The Pel the Pelicans might be forced to play him. It's either him or Solomon Hill, honestly. You know, so Ugh. if you have a yeah, if you have a spot that you're not really not doing anything with, maybe give it a shot if you're in a deeper league. Um, but yeah, I think I think Nico's value is the only significant change in this deal. You know, he may he may get a few threes and some points, uh, may steal a few threes and some points from guys like Middleton and Brogdon, but. Um, nothing really worth panicking over. Um, heck, maybe putting the ball in Middleton's hands a little less could increase his value and get that field goal percentage back up. But, yeah, I don't love this for Miritich's value. Yeah, I'm just going to touch up a little bit because you guys hit on all cylinders about that. One player that still sticks out to me that may still have value from, from that trade is uh, Kenrich Williams. If you if he's somehow available in your free agency, grab him just, see, just to see what happens because he's still stringing pretty good games and even with that trade getting Stanley Johnson at this point I honestly rather have uh, Kendrick Williams so you know you could take what you want with that yeah um so we'll jump into the next trade here and this actually was a pretty big one um and it may not be to a lot of people so Magic acquired Markel Fultz from the Sixers for John Simmons uh John Simmons and um since we're dynasty driven this is a good situation for Markel Fultz um being Orlando Magic they needed a guard and uh you know, I know this is a huge risk for them to take. I still believe he has that that allure of some type of upside, and I know he's considered a bust right now. But for me, um, again, since we're dynasty driven, if you can get him on a cheap price, then I mean, go for it. But if you are a GM that already has him on your team, I wouldn't be looking to trade him unless you know there's GMs that are a little bit more excited than they should be for him. Then that's a little different. But if he gets his shoulders or whatever the issue is with him together, this is still something I'd like to see. Remember, he's obviously the number one pick. But, you know, I guess uh, it looks like when you said Rondo hitting that game buzzer as we're recording, you know, I think he called I think he called game like uh, Paul Pierce. (laughs) So with that being said, I'm going to pass the ball to uh, Kevin and his thoughts on that trade. I like the trade for Orlando. Yeah, like you mentioned, they they need a guard. You know, they've been running DJ Augustine out there who's, you know, he he's a solid pro. He should not be a starter in the NBA, though. He you know he he makes for a good backup, and uh, they they definitely needed help in that area. And Fultz gives them that upside. They they you know they they're not going to attract any major free agents down there, and you know they have to take gambles on guys like this. And I think it was a smart move. They didn't really give up too much for him. Um, and I, I think there were, were there some first round picks in there as well. Yeah, there uh, besides the Thunder, Thunder. Yeah. Uh, the Thunder's uh, first round pick in twenty twenty. Right. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, it, you know, so that it, it's it's a good trade in that you know I guess Philly gets another gets some more assets in that sense. But uh, I like the the gamble for for Matt for the Magic uh, getting faults. We all remember what he did in Washington, and uh, you know he's got that potential. I, I, I do. I'm in the, of the belief that there's there was some sort of medical thing that happened. Um, right before the draft, and that's what caused Boston to 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 shift gears on him. And I'm, you know, hopefully that's something that can get repaired and and he can get past. And if he can, 
he's going to be such a steal for for the Magic. And I think, um, you know, as far as uh, a new environment is also a good thing. And I think if you have him in Dynasty or just in general in Dynasty leagues, I, I think this only helps increase his value a little bit, uh, just getting away from Philadelphia and all the the pressures of being that first round pick and everything he can kind of leave that behind and and just focus on getting better and, and focus on leading a team that really needs a, a point guard so um i like that for him and um yeah, that's where i'm at with that nice doc uh yeah i think i'm in agreement with y'all that I, I like this gamble for uh the point guard needy and just playing talent needy magic you know um it was a low risk gamble you know like y'all said all they gave up uh, was a marginally rotational player and a first-round pick. That th- that pick's sure to be closer to the bottom of the first round, honestly. Um, Fultz definitely still has a lot of potential, and I hope the Magic can, can help him live up to it because I want to see the guy succeed. You know, a change of scenery could definitely be great for him, like I've always said. Um, I, I think he was in his own head and his confidence was, ba- was down, um, and, and the fact that Philly didn't really necessarily need him didn't help with that. Uh, so maybe an organization that shows how much they appreciate him and will work with him to be a good player and help the team, you know, it might go a long way to helping him become the player he was meant to be. Uh, he's definitely still worth a stash, in my opinion. And, and as for Jonathan Williams, you know, whatever li- little value he had left is almost all gone now, you know, on a stacked contender like Philly. Yeah. So we're going to jump into uh, the next trade here. And this was also a big one is the Raptors acquire Mark Gasol from the Grizzlies for Jonas Valanciunas, uh, DeLon Wright, and C.J. Miles, along with the 2024 second-round pick. Uh, Real quick, at least my quick thoughts on it, and then I'll pass the ball to the um, the rest of the unicorns here. Uh, Mark Gasol, uh, I mean, obviously it's a a good pickup for uh, the Raptors that have. Now, it just kind of puts you the thought process of what's going to happen with Ibaka and Pascal Siakam, um, to, to, for me, it's going to be a collective decrease as far as value goes for across the board a little bit. But as far as I'm concerned, I would just be concerned about Ibaka. I'd rather have Mark Gasol as a center and Pascal at power forward, but they'll figure it out, obviously, collectively. Um, with that being said, now, as far as Jonas Valanciunas uh, going to the Grizzlies, he should be inserted to the starting lineup. I know he's been injured, riddled with injuries this year, but they also had mentioned that He's pretty much ready to go. And the issue that this actually puts it uh, almost like a, a stop or a seatbelt on Yvonne Rab that was getting a lot of hype here recently, you know, a waiver wire ad. Um, I'm going to be honest, if this is going to hurt him. But if I were a GM, I would hold on and see, uh, wait a few games to see what happens. He might be losing a lot of value, but I would just still pay attention to Jonas's injury and see what's going on with that. But as far as Rab goes, now, we're dynasty-driven. Rab is still a player. If you're in a deep dynasty league, I would like to hold him. But if you're in a redraft league, you could be close of cutting bait here soon. And as far as uh, D. Wright here, this is a good p- uh, position for him to be in. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of good playing time. I mean, what, Justin Holliday's in front of him? You can almost start DeLon Wright ahead. And if he's somehow available in your free agency, to me, he's a, a quick add. Right now, if you have that opportunity, that's what uh, me and Kevin alluded to in the beginning of this week as far as um, ads go. After the trade deadline, if you save some ammo with one or two ads, then this is what type of player that I'd like to have on my team if you're able to do it. Now, if you do a fab budget league, um, I hope most GMs do. 
Uh, for me, it's a, like a hundred dollar fab budget. I don't know. You're probably going to be down by a lot now. But let's just say you had like what fifty dollars left. I would be uh, almost aggressive to say about twelve dollars fab. If you want to put more, I definitely can understand. Um, with that being said, I'll pass the ball to Doc on his thoughts on the trade. Uh, yeah, this was the kind of the other one that I had a, a little bit more to say about. Um, there's a lot of fantasy implications to unpack here for the Grizzlies. Um, Balanchunas probably gets a little bump in value. You know, he's still young enough. The Grizzlies could play him to see what they have here. Uh, like you mentioned, Ivan Rab might still see that playing time down the stretch. And I also liked adding DeLon Wright a lot when I thought Memphis was still going to try to trade Conley, but they didn't. Um, but like you said, I, I still added Wright, and I'm, I'm going to wait it out and see what the rotation looks like because I think he, he – has a good chance of starting over Justin Holiday, or at least getting more minutes than him. Um, but but now moving on to the to the team who on the surface seems like the winner here, uh, the Raptors, and I'm not so sure about that. Uh, Van Bleet might get a bump here without Wright in town. You know I owned him in a lot of leagues already, but this just kind of bolstered my confidence on him. Um, maybe Norman Powell or Danny Green benefit from C.J. Miles being dealt. Um, but I'm not going to go crazy about them because Miles didn't have the largest role on this team as it was. Um, now on to the big boy, Mark Gasol. I, I think he could really hurt Ibaka's value, but I do want to say this. Toronto's best finishing lineup before this trade was running Siakam at power forward and Ibaka at center, and I'm not so sure that that's still not the case. I'm not so sure that that's still not their best finishing lineup. You know, um, <clears throat> Ibaka playing center worked very well. For what they wanted to do, but I don't know how happy Gasol would be to have to, have to sit out down the stretch of some games in favor of Ibaka. Uh, I could cer- certainly see Nick Nurse doing that. You know, he's a great coach. Uh, maybe it depends on the matchup. Uh, against traditional centers, maybe Gasol plays more, but against small ball, maybe Ibaka plays a little more. Either way, this should hurt Ibaka's value, in my opinion, and it probably hurts Mark Gasol's value, too. But it's a wait-and-see approach, again, uh, have to see what happens with Gasol. I, I don't like this for either one of their fantasy values, though, honestly. Nice. Kevin, what's your thoughts on the trade, man? Um, yeah, I, I see your point about, um, you know, the effectiveness of Ibaka uh, in Toronto. Uh, my thing with uh, Gasol, I think if you are a GM that rosters him, you actually should be pretty excited because now there is no more shutdown risk. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's now going to be, unless there's an injury, he's going to be playing. And um, whether that's, you know, 32 minutes or 28 minutes or whatever they, however they divvy up those minutes, he's going to get his. And I think, you know, he's a top 30 ish player right now. And I, I could see that continuing, um, you know, in, in Toronto as well. I don't, I don't see a, a big adjustment period for him. Um, I do see a little bit of a hit for, um, for uh, Serge uh, and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit for um, Siakam as well. But I don't think anything that's going to be too devastating. I think they will fit, kind of find a way that all, all three of those players can kind of uh, get enough production and be, you know, possibly more efficient than they have been um, so that they will kind of retain more or less the, the value they have while taking a small hit. But um, overall, you know, I don't think it's anything that to, to get too panicked about. Um, but uh, on the other side um, in um, Memphis, uh, I do like it for Valanciunas, I, for some reason in Toronto, he's, he never was a guy that could get enough minutes for some reason. He always kind of flashed that potential, and everyone would get excited every summer uh, and draft him thinking that he, this was the year. Um, and for whatever reason, and this spans you know, two different coaches, 
they just never gave him the minutes that it seemed like he should have been getting. And maybe in Memphis that changes and he's a guy that, you know, can get 30 minutes a game and, and start putting up the numbers that we thought he would be able to, you know, for the last couple of seasons. So if you're a Valanciunas uh, GM, I think this, this is a good, good spot for you as long as they don't decide to start tanking. Um, but even still, I think they're going to be curious to see what they have in him and, and try to, you know, get him out there as much as they can. Um, uh, Starks mentioned Ivan Rab and I, uh, I picked him up in a couple leagues earlier, and I agree. I think he's going to take a hit um, with Valanciunas there because uh, he's been doing well with some of the injuries that have um, been going on. Uh, but he's still a guy that in, in deep leagues, you know, I would hold on to just to kind of see how things shake out. Uh, he's a good player. He, he's productive. He can kind of contribute in a lot of different areas. And, um, you know, it, I just this trade probably didn't help him. Uh, but he's still uh, even if he's not starting can be a somewhat productive player i think i think he's worked his way into the rotation now and, and is kind of worth uh, holding on to in deeper leagues awesome so i'm gonna go a little ice on speed this up uh we got a, a little bit more to go as you guys know with all these trades so real quick but i do want doc to touch up on this one because one of his teams so wizards get wesley johnson pelicans get markeith morris and then news happened before as like almost as we were recording a little bit a while ago that Markeith Morris, I believe got waived. Is that yeah, right they, were, they released him. Right? So what's your thoughts on that real quick? Yeah, I won't stay on this for too long. Uh, it looks like uh, I, I thought Markeith might step, might have stepped into a lesser Miritich role here. Uh, but obviously, like you just said, they released him. Um, so I'd like to see if a contender picks him up, but either way, I think this helps Julius Randle even more because I don't know how much the Pelicans are going to actually play Anthony Davis down the stretch. You know, they don't want to risk him getting some kind of John Wall type injury here. But I do think I, I like this for uh, Julius Randle's injury and maybe maybe Jaleel Okafor or Czech Diallo as well. Nice. So we're going to jump into this this three-way trade that actually it's, it's almost a continuation because I believe – Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin, I, I believe, from my understanding, I got traded three times. <laughs> so, um, Amon Shumpert went to the Kings. Um, Nick Stauskas, Wade Baldwin from Cavs. Kings Kings get Alec Burks from Cavs. Cavaliers get uh, Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, a lottery-protected first-round pick from the Rockets. I'm just going to actually pass the ball to Kevin on his thoughts. That about. was a lot to keep up with. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I, I yeah, yeah I'm trying to see who went where exactly, but I know um, Brandon Knight <laughs> is on the, is on the Cavs. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, you know they yeah. they could definitely use a little bit of help at the point guard spot. I, right. uh, I'm I don't really think that Colin Sexton has been cutting it. I know they've been giving him a ton of, of of time. I just they could probably use a little bit of help in that area, and so we might see him uh, pick up some minutes there. Um, who else? There was Stauskas. You guys got to tell me where these guys went. Yeah, yeah, so I, I think well I'll just say this the biggest person that is any relevance I'll be honest is probably yeah. Ryan Shepard because uh, you know Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin I believe they're just waived at this point in time yeah. or maybe so where did Shepard end up uh, he ended up no I think, I think no Shepard went to Houston okay that's what I thought oh, he went yeah. to Houston I, actually I like him I like ah. him in Houston uh, for real life NBA because they they need that wing defense mm-hmm. um but, oh yeah, uh, yeah, and they actually they they moved uh, uh, Enos too. So uh, they yeah. I think he's going to actually get a fair amount of playing time. But that doesn't necessarily translate to fantasy production. He's right. kind of been one of those guys yeah. that 
even when he starts and gets a fair amount of minutes, doesn't really do enough to be worth anything in standard leagues. So maybe in deeper leagues, um, he's worth uh, scooping up if he's out there. But uh, standard leagues, I would probably stay away from him, even though he's probably going to be the guy that's going to get the most minutes out of anyone in this trade. Doc, does anybody else forget Colin Sexton exists sometimes? <laughs> I, I don't. But it, I mean, it does. He's not like very good. <laughs> I saw this trade and I was like, oh, okay, Cleveland got Brandon Knight. So, uh, they could they could really use him because I don't think they have any point guards worth playing over there. That that, that I think is completely spaced on Colin Sexton. But yeah, I agree that they might they might play Brandon Knight a little bit. Um, nothing worth picking up. Just like pretty much everybody in this deal, you know, Iman Shumpert, like you said, it's gonna be a real life, real good life value, good real life value, I should say. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know three and D kind of wing for them, especially like you said, uh, that James Ennis has gone out of there now. Uh, but you know, he was, he's been what a top, uh, Iman Shumpert's been like a top 140 player this year or something like that, I think. So, yeah, uh, I think that actually kind of takes a hit. I don't know if he's going to be standard league relevant at all anymore. Um, and I think that's pretty much the basics of, of this trade. Nothing really else to that's super significant here. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing really ex- exactly to get us excited about anyway. So let's see. I mean, this is a trade we kind of talked about earlier. I'll just say Thon Maker. I mean, for him going to Detroit, you guys have any thoughts of him going to Detroit uh, at all? I'll be, I'll be real quick and, and say I could take I could see him taking uh, Zaza Pachulia's backup center kind of spot there, depending on which which route Detroit wants to go. Um, I, I wouldn't go rush to the waiver wire to pick him up, but I, I'm just going to keep an eye on the situation there. Yeah, so Pistons trade uh, Reggie Bullock to the Lakers, and I'm never going to get this name right, but SBI, <laughs> um, as you guys would know. I don't know if that's even – I'm not going to even yeah, try to pronounce it. Okay. But, uh, it's V. I think they just call him uh, V. <laughs> yeah, they call him V. McKayluke. V. McKayluke. Okay. Okay. Kevin, since, since you tagged it, Kevin, what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I looked into him a little bit, and, and one of the things I saw was that apparently um, – in uh, Detroit, they're actually really high on him yeah. and um, it, higher, I guess, than the Lakers were. And so uh, he's a guy that may end up getting an opportunity in Detroit because, uh, you know, their wing rotation is not great right now. They kind of have don't really have it figured out. I thought Luke Kennard was going to kind of take it and run with it uh, heading into the nope. season, but that hasn't really worked out. And so I could see them uh, giving him some some actual playing time, unlike what he's gotten in, in L.A. And, and you know, it, it's always interesting to kind of pick up some of these rookies just to see what happens, uh, you know, especially in dynasty leagues and, and in deeper leagues. Um, I don't think he'll be a standard league relevant player at all this season, but in deeper leagues, he's a guy to keep an eye on. Um, and then on the Reggie Bullock side, he's, um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a good three-point shooter, and that's exactly what the Lakers needed. Um, you know, he's a solid vet. He, he can play good defense and – um, you know, I think LeBron definitely probably approved this deal just because he knows it's going to help space the floor <laughs> out a little bit. Yeah, and just real quick, I'm just going to steal the ball real quick. Bruce Brown, from what I'm seeing, is like starter on the depth chart. I hope that's not real for Detroit. So the wings is, is just, man, it's terrible. Luke Kennard, Bruce Brown, that's what you got to think of. So hopefully the guy that you said is named what, V, hopefully he gets some time. Um, do you got any other implications you want to put on that, Doc? Yeah, uh, if you guys don't mind me backtracking for a second, it looks like they're saying Marquise Chris might start for uh, – or might, or might, might, oh. might play for Cleveland if, while, while Chetty Osman's out. Um, anyway, um, 
I guess Bullock <laughs> plays a little for the Lakers as a floor spacer, but I, I, I like this for Detroit. Um, hopefully they play Spee a good bit uh, because he's been a G League legend at times this year. You know, he had like a 50-point outburst or whatever earlier in the season. Um, maybe not the best fantasy skill set at the moment, but he could develop into more. He does have a, a bit of a passing game, at least right now, that I could see developing into, into something. And, and if Detroit's so high on him, you know, the, they, they need somebody to play on the wing, you know, either, either Kennard or, or Spee, and there's, there's really nobody else. I mean, what, Kyrie Thomas, something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much what I got there. Yeah, so uh, another trade that went down was uh, man. I, now I'm losing track of all these trades. So the Suns get Tyler Johnson, and did I'm, if you guys can correct me here, did Wayne Ellington end up? I mean, he was traded, but didn't he get waived or something? Yeah, like that I think after so. That? Okay, and then the Heat got in return Rhino Ryan Anderson. Now this is a weird one for me. Phoenix Suns. It's almost like whenever they do something, you gotta think what are you know? It's like what are you doing? So getting Tyler Johnson. Now Tyler Johnson, he was okay for the Heat. I get it. Maybe maybe one year he was like a top hundred, one twenty guy, but the type of player he is, it's almost like he's almost like a combo guard ish. He's not really a starting point guard per se, and this actually puts a dent in DeAnthony Melton, Ellie Akobo's value. So it's like, what are you doing? And then obviously, like, it's a collective effort as far as what value he's going to actually knock off too. So as far as what I'm saying is, I mean, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, I mean, they're bulletproof. But as far as, you know, the guys that actually I wrote up on Josh Jackson, not not Kevin's guy, um, it actually kind of hurts him too. It hurts a lot of players that was even a little bit of Mikael Bridges. Now, Mikael Bridges doesn't need a usage rate, of course, but it just, it's just like, what are you guys doing? For me, I mean, they, the unicorns might think a little bit different. It could be an opportunity for him. Now, if he gets the minutes for Phoenix, I mean, I'll say this, he's definitely worth a pickup, but for me, as far as the long term, I'm looking at it from, I guess, from a NBA GM perspective. I just don't think that's a good move because it's like, are you guys going to legitimately try to, you know, use him exclusively for the next few years? So, you know, that's my thoughts on that. Um, with that being said, I'll pass the ball to Kevin. Um, yeah, this trade, this this helped get Miami under the luxury tax. Is that? I think yeah, this is yeah, what, much. This is the the reason for that trade. Um, and. They just they weren't playing Ellington. He he wanted out, and so I guess they gave him his wish. Um, so obviously they have, they have to eat that Ryan Anderson contract for the next uh, year for next year as well. But the Tyler John it was it, it was a pretty even swap on salary. Um, but then they also attached the Wayne Ellington piece to it, so I think that gets them under. Um, I like uh, you know Tyler Johnson is a okay player. Um, he's a you know very low end standard league relevant player. I think. So if you need a little bit of scoring boost, um, he's a guy to maybe pick up, but I don't see him doing too much in Phoenix. Uh, Ryan Anderson, you can just completely leave alone. Wayne Ellington, in deeper leagues, um, if you need three-point uh, shooting, that's someone you can at least keep an eye on and see where he gets where he picks up a- after getting released. And, um, you know, he can he's a guy that can get you two to three threes a game, potentially depending on what his role is and uh, not much else. So he's, he's strictly a a threes guy. Um, But yeah, the, the, you know, these are all kind of low end players for fantasy and no one that's really going to move the needle for any team for the most part. Nice. Yeah. um, I did add Tyler Johnson in a couple of uh, slightly deeper leagues. I think, I think Phoenix, you know, they're always doing 
things that they shouldn't be doing. So they probably end up playing Tyler Johnson a lot more than they should. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I doubt Ryan Anderson plays for Miami, like y'all said. Uh, and, and if he does, it's irrelevant. Uh, Ellington yeah. getting a buyout is nice and can help his value for you in very deep leagues. Um, but uh, he'll assuredly be going to con- to a contender, and it won't be good for much beyond threes and maybe a positive and free throw percentage and turnovers. Uh, like I said, the biggest news here is Tyler Johnson going to Phoenix, which is bad news for the Suns youngsters in the backcourt. Um, it was only two years ago that Tyler Johnson was like a top 85 guy, but I don't know if he quite gets back to that. But, you know, he's worth a flyer, in my opinion, just to see how much Phoenix plays him at first. Um, this also opens up the door for Dion Waiters and Rodney Magruder, I think, and maybe Winslow and Richardson see mm-hmm. some some uh, a little bit of usage spike, too. Nice. So, actually, I didn't see this trade um, unless I did unless I put it in my notes wrong. <laughs> so, uh, Grizzlies acquire Avery Bradley from uh, from the Clippers for uh, Garrett Temple and Jamichael Green. Is that is that real, or am I just making notes? Up yeah, now? yeah, that's real. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what what's your thoughts on that trade there? Uh, yeah, it's not uh, it's not the most relevant, obviously, but uh, it it um, <laughs> yes. I think. It's another great job by the Clippers front office in real life because it it helps them get even closer towards uh, getting two max cap slots this year. I, I think Garrett Temple and Jamichael Green might be free agents this summer. I'm not exactly sure on that. Don't quote me on that yet. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, obviously Avery Bradley's not he, – he wasn't really standard league relevant before, and he certainly won't be now. Um, Jamichael Green and, and, and Garrett Temple, we'll have to see how, how – the Clippers use them because obviously they're not trying to fight for a playoff spot anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I agree with everything Jay said. And I agree that, uh, you know, the Clippers front office has been doing a great job. Um, it, they and Dallas are showing sort of um, the right way to kind of do a rebuild, I think. Um, and it's a, it, they're, they're making all sort of smart trades. Uh, and this is one of them. And I, I think it, it, it made sense. I don't think there's any real fantasy implications, but I think it's, in real life, it's going to make a, a big difference. Um, you know, all these trades are going to add up for them uh, heading into the summer. Nice. And I, hopefully, for you listeners, hopefully we covered it all. Um, obviously, just uh, DM or tweet at us or however you message to us. If we came wrong and we didn't get what you needed, apologize. Just reach out to us. We'll get it on the next episode. Um, we're during that time of closing time. And, um, you know, with that being said, there was a there was a listener that asked, and he's been you know wanting to know. <laughs> so let me at least pass the ball to Kevin. So the question is here from the listener: Have you been taken on a ride? And if so, how was the feeling? What players were involved in that? Do you know, Kevin, if you've been taken on a ride? Um, that's a good question. Probably. I, I don't know. Nothing really comes to <laughs> mind that was that uh, uh, devastating or anything. But I, I'm sure I've gotten on the wrong end on on a bunch of trades. Hey, I think I, I can think of one for you, Kevin. Didn't you like give up on Porzingis or something one time? <laughs> Didn't I what? Give up on Porzingis or something one time? Well, that wasn't a trade. That was his rookie season. <laughs> oh, touche, touche. Yeah. What? Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna steal the ball real quick. I mean, we can count that. Well, we we can't count that. I, I would really love to count that because I remember the GM picking him up once you you know you dropped the the, the original unicorn. But you know we won't go into that. But no, I think Kevin. I, from my experience with you, um, from what we had, we've had a wash trade. We haven't even – I don't think we've ever had a, a, a ride trade with one another. Uh, Doc, so what about you, man? Have you been taking on a ride? 
the closest thing I could think of real quick is uh, it was the preseason before the 2015-16 season, I think, uh, Stanley Johnson's rookie year. Uh, I was so high on him. Uh, I just knew he would become a great player. You know, uh, I'm usually, I'm usually uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm usually okay at predicting players' futures, I guess. But he was my single biggest mistake in my prospect predictions to this day. Uh, but anyway, to make a long story short, it, it was in a dynasty league right before the season started. I traded uh, Miles Turner for Stanley Johnson because obviously Turner was a rookie too. So obviously I had the vision for Miles Turner. I was just blinded by my love for Stanley Johnson. So, but I mean, they, they were both rookies that year. That's, that's the closest thing I, that I can think of to being taken for a ride. All right. So have I been taken on a ride? Uh, Man, heck no. I've never been taken over. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, but seriously, um, man, I, to the listener, I, I wish I, we would have had more time. Um, I will say this. I believe I have. Well, yes, I have. My first year, I, I won't be able to get in detail um, for this episode, but I promise you that at least one of the next episodes coming up, I'll, I'll try to break it down. The start. Sure you want to get. Did, yeah, go didn't, ahead, man. Didn't you Uh-oh. trade LaMarcus Aldridge this summer? Oh, I, I forgot there it what is. You, got, you got for him, but I remember I, I was not agreeing with that trade. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember. So, hey, okay, cool. So, you want to call people out, Kevin? <laughs> I, I'll remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I uh, traded away LaMarcus Aldridge this year because we're dynasty driven in our dynasty league. So, let me ask you since you want to throw salt my way, <laughs> who's going to win this year in that league? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> No, I mean, if you ha- listen, I know, I know, man, that's fine. But we have to see because I mean, I have a lot of injuries too because I have dip on wall. But let me ask you this, Kevin: uh, Who do you think is going to win just by looking at? Uh, your team is looking like the best team. Uh, that's okay, man. So, with that being said, no, Kevin's team—he almost actually beat me this year. But like I said, we, I could go on the ice all day, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but no, the trade was—I got taken for a ride actually this year. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge and I gave, or I got like two second-round picks in return. Right. What I was my, my thought process real quick was I was just trying to get rid of a big older big man and just try to get something in return. And obviously nobody wanted him, but I'll jump more in depth in another episode. So we're going to jump into the listener shout out here. So the Madge fantasy, check out his stuff on Twitter. Um, he gives you good fantasy football content. Uh, he's actually a, an analyst for the, uh, the score crow. So check that stuff out. I know we might have some more guests here and just keep in mind. There's going to be some big name guests here soon, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, and also, who, we have a new Patreon um, that signed up, and we appreciate you. There's Tyler H. Uh, we appreciate you, listener. I, I remember it in frequent egg beater. So, we appreciate you, man. Uh, if you guys are, you know, that's one thing that you want to jump on is the Patreon. I mean, you get to interact with the unicorns pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Almost, almost feel like twenty four seven, but that's that's pretty funny. So I mean, that's something that's special. And also, uh, we got new listeners as well that just gave us a, a five star rating, two to three word review. That's gs underscore is underscore life, and uh, Shandy Dukes. Shout out to you guys. And uh, with that being said, um, we're recording while games are going on, so I'm going to take a clutch shot here. And the clutch shot that I'm going to take is I'm not going to take um, Doxus. He kind of mentioned it, but uh, let me at least say this is a uh, Triple J uh, at Memphis in OKC one, but Triple J had 27.7 rebounds. He didn't get the blocks that I was looking for, but he had two steals. Shot efficient, 12 for 18, 
And, uh, you know, obviously Russell Westbrook had a triple-double 15-13-15 with four steals. So I got nothing else. So I'm going to pass the ball to Doc. You have a clutch shot tonight, man? Uh, yeah, I guess real quick I'll, I'll do uh, – uh, LeBron James came back, but, you know, Brandon Ingram's still out here trying the ball, I guess. He had 11 points, two rebounds, and he had seven assists to go with two steals and one block. Not the best field goal percentage, nice. but, um, you know, he's still out there putting up counting stats at least. Yep. Kevin, you got a clutch shot for tonight? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Giannis, who in the All-Star draft completely botched his draft, <laughs> but is still a better GM than Ernie Grunfeld. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know I got to squeeze some, some more stuff out before we get out here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, yeah, so the 30-man uh, listener league, Again, I apologize. I know there's a lot of listeners like, what type of categories? I mean, it's going to be a nine-cat category league, 30-man league, the buy-in league that's left over. And, um, you know, as far as the time frame, Unicorns, did you did you guys have an idea on that, on the, the buy-in league, when you wanted to start that? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I remember you saying something about uh, right after the season, so maybe we could start getting people together well, uh, around then. Well, well, okay. Well, how about – well, that was going to be for the – at least my mentality was for the free league. I think the buying – someone kept pestering me about it. Yeah, that's you listening. <laughs> you know who it is. So, there, there's one that – for the buying, which kind of makes sense, and I we'll talk more about it, but I think for the buying because it's like, why don't you guys just wait until, like, even before, like, the preseason, you know, just because, you know, injuries. And, and this is what I said. I was like, well, you know, dynasty leagues, you know, we're dynasty driven. It's not going to matter because – whether it's in the summer or preseason, players get injured at any time. You know, it does. It really doesn't matter per se. But I get it. You want to you want to do the best you can and be prepared and, and everything in that nature. Are you, are you thinking about? Um, are you? Are you saying that you're thinking about drafting with the free league like right after the season? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. For me, for the free, yeah, like right after the championship hmm. in the NBA. That's what I wanted to do. How are you going to handle the rookies? I guess. The rookies, kind of like what we did old school um, there, Kevin, with the, the Google Sheets, man. And then we're going to import it in Yahoo as far as what the free That's an interesting goes. idea. I mean, we could talk it over, obviously. We're yeah, gonna, we can figure it out. We'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So with that being said, uh, you can find me at my uh, Twitter handle, at Starks underscore industry. I'm the guy with the Iron Man avatar. And you can also find me on Instagram, fantasy unicorns underscore Starks. Find me on Reddit, Starks21. I'll pass the ball to Doc. Yeah, uh, Twitter is at Fantasy NBA Layup. Um, you know, I post on, on Reddit sometimes. Find me there at uh, the Fantasy Unicorns underscore J. And back to you, Kevin. All right. Uh, yep, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin So. All right, guys, take a ride. <laughs> <laughs>